Welcome to Parts of Unknown. Your name is... Rick Davis, your name is... Michael Davis. Today is a very special episode of Parts of Unknown. Not A couple of weeks ago, and we did some recording, and we just haven't gotten around to talking about this yet, but I want to do this. Today's episode of Parts of Unknown is a little review between Big Rick and I about our participation. And let me make sure that I say everything that was involved with this. Because it was not just a Black Lives Matter rally. It was a pride-focused Black Lives Matter rally, right? Yeah, it was like Pride, Pride Presents the Black Lives Matter rally and because of that we did not just quote we didn't just chant black lives matter when we were walking around we did Mm -hmm. and we didn't just quote george floyd while we marched around we we did Mm -hmm. and brianna taylor i was trying to get my brain around brianna taylor Uh, the middle class white guy dropped the ball i'm sorry and I'm not trying to make a joke, and Brianna, I'm just dropped the ball. It screwed up. Let me tell you, I'm working my ass off anymore. I'm lucky that I know that your name is Rick. That, I mean, that's <laughs> what your birth certificate says. Yeah. Rick Davis. But we chanted. Uh, Black Trans Lives Matter was a big chant a lot. And Gay Black Lives Matter. Gay Lives Matter. So, well, I don't remember no. we said gay lives matter, but it I was, remember I chatting. remember George Floyd chants, Breonna Taylor chants, and black trans lives matter chants. Okay. And so we, but it was focused around black lives matter. Yes. And, and, and black trans lives matter. I want to talk with you about that. And by the way, it, gang, I'm just going to go ahead and share this because like starting now, Parts of Unknown is no longer a family podcast. There, We are going to deal with themes. Big Rick's 17 years old. Big Rick can go to R-rated movies. Uh, shit's about to get real on Parts of Unknown. Because we are going to... We are going to talk about some real stuff. And, and have some wicked fun shenanigans. Because we're already setting up the next podcast, which is... Well, We'll, we'll share that towards the end. Let's be respectful towards topic, this one. Talk to me, Big Rick. You, you're like bugging the hell out of me about wanting to do this. Mm-hmm. Why did you want to do it so freaking bad? I, I always like going to women's marches downtown. I just, I, it's, just, it's like this part of me that really wants to go out and be an active activist. <laughs> You want to be an active activist. Just, like, I don't know, like, what it is. It's just, like, this, like, like need just to go out and just be like, hey, this is a wrong thing. You got to do this right. And just do it in the most kind of respectful, loving way. Yeah. Spread... spread love not hate just but it's just like a just like this need inside of me just to go out and just yell (laughs) black lives matter women's rights matter everything (laughs) i i i do you feel like you got caught up in the environment i'm gonna i'm not trying to make this a bad thing 
I, I, but I do want to ask the question, do you feel that you got caught up in the environment, like, like juiced up, like fired up because of the, the, the voices all around you and shouting and all that? Did you I feel think, that way? Um, for the, I think because it was just the topic, I was really, really like, I want to go to the Black Lives Matter rally, yeah. but no, I just, just is like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like this thing inside, just like saying, go out there and help change the world for the better type thing. Go out there. And yeah. So can I share with you? At, let me share with you where I got it sometimes because I noticed this. Whenever that we crossed somewhere that I saw police officers, I wanted us chanting some of the chants like get get your knee off my neck. Mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted us doing those chants. And I I don't that that's almost confrontational. And I'm not a confrontational person. But I also so what I'm saying is I know, I know. I know that every police officer is not a bad person. I know that. There's police officers in my family. I've got cousins that are married to police officers and such. Really, really special friend in my life. Their family has helped me through everything with music and everything. That So I have a very, very dear friend, almost family to me, who is a police officer. But... Even though I, I don't I wasn't trying to be confrontational, but I wanted that in even the good police officers' heads so that they would step up when other people do bad stuff. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense, yes. Yeah. I like when we were yeah, I understand. Like I understand the confrontational thing. Like when they started to chant something that I'm like, huh, I don't really want to chant that, I didn't. But like I was like did you mean like caught up, like caught up in the marching and all the chanting, or do you mean caught up in the movement? Caught up in the chanting, like they're like, chanting this, a, so I can chant this too, and you're like more motivated to chant. Yeah. And I felt, and I when I say caught up in it, I felt more motivated to chant the police officers, please think this through stuff, mm-hmm. because I was in this mass crowd. You felt more able to do it because yeah. you were surrounded by other people. And let me say this again. It's not an attack at the police officer. I want that statement in their head. Just so to that be more observant. They can, the good cops can be more observant. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just be aware and just saying, like, you know if they're doing something wrong and you need to stop them from doing that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what... Tell, talk about some of the things that made you proud about being there. I thought it was I thought it was really well done. One thing that was like really like special was before we started marching and at the end of all the speeches before it, they the host the the host that put it all together said this is peaceful and we love this city and we want to take care of it. When I came here, this was a very welcoming and like really welcoming and loving city and we want to keep it the way it is right now we want to keep it clean so don't vandalize anything and don't throw your trash on the ground keep it clean and keep it safe and if you see someone trying to start Start something stop stop them yeah yeah cause cause that's one of the things that the 
Black Lives Matter marches started to get a black eye for was people that were not a part of it trying to get in and trying to take advantage take for advantage it. of it and wrap it up and even the stuff that I put out in my profession I kept saying we have to learn to differentiate between the voices that are shouting out that black lives matter and the looters who are taking advantage of a situation we have to learn how to differentiate between that because cultural elite what shouted out well i don't understand why those protesters have to tear everything apart because they're not the ones tearing the protesters are not the ones tearing it apart it's yeah it's the people taking advantage of it to just do something yeah and and because i have a friend who was a part of the city council of the town that I work in. Notice how I'm not saying places, names, don't you do it either. Uh, They got warnings of people coming in from out of town that were coming to ramp things up, ramp ramp it up. So it kind of adds the fear in the community and it adds the fear from people that want to go out and peacefully protest to be a part of it. I want you and I to talk about, too, what we saw where we live. And we live in San Diego County. Notice again, I did not say exactly where we live, but we live in San Diego County. And our town, on its Facebook page, showed all these images of police officers standing, not in front of confrontationally, but standing with protesters, kneeling with protesters, hugging protesters, praying with protesters over everything that they were standing up for. And even at the march that we went to, there were uh, police officers that were blocking the road to make it able for us to go and... I absolutely have to tell you how much I appreciated that. And I have to tell you, I did not notice or hear any, anything confrontational until we were waiting for our ride our 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 uber to come and pick us up to take us home and very obvious that very emotionally disturbed man was walking his dog and trying trying to pick a fight with the protesters saying stay away from my dog i don't want you to kill my dog and it's like okay Nobody wants to kill your dog, buddy. And, yeah. But, so, that there's all these forces that kind of come along to try to steal the element. Why, why, why do you go to women's marches? Why do you go to pride marches? Why? I mean, because it's like, I want, it's just, people, it's, it's that, it's that thing I said that I can't explain. It's just like, wanting to go and be vocal in something that like with those two matter really deeply to me but it's just like the ability to go out there and yell for good change to happen and be a part of the like people to make it more visible to say hey this is a real thing stop yeah (laughs) help make a change yeah towards it to stop happening or continue it to change so that it doesn't happen in in the future i i had a very important reason that i wanted to be there 
Now, I wanted to be there in my collar. I wanted to see people that let them know that religious people care. Specifically about trans lives, which too many times the church, the corporate universal church, mm -hmm. has been discriminatory, discriminatory against LGBTQIA plus individuals. And I'll share with you, the church is just as bad about the slavery acts as anything. Richard Allen in Philadelphia is not important if not for the split that happens in the Methodist church over slavery. At first, that we're all together, and then the United Church of the Brethren breaks off of the Methodist church over slave issues. So even the church has this dark history of, of, of discrimination issues. Richard Allen becomes an ordained pastor in Philadelphia and makes it possible for African Americans to still find a place in the message of Jesus Christ even though the greater church is fighting in a struggle over it. And right now, Ricky, we are in the midst of bulldozing towards another split because of LGBTQIA+. We, we are reliving history right now because we didn't fucking learn the first time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't, that, that's always, that's always a struggle. And I don't want to come off of it as seeming rude, but it's, it's kind of like hard for, I, I don't know why people are like, oh, it's always like love people, but then they're just like, I hate you because of a stupid reason. And I don't understand what ignorance it, like ignorance glasses I had to take off of you or put seeing <laughs> glasses on so that you can see how much of a stupid I I don't I will share with you I have heard in sermons the, the phrase hate the sin love the sinner but what happens is we're so busy hating the sin that we hate the sinner as well and then we and it also limits us from even having the conversation that what we call sin is not sin yeah mm -hmm. i just i remember in in eighth grade we had to we got to write a free choice argument essay and i wanted to write it on uh lgbt marriage rights and stuff and a lot of when I when we went we had to go around and ask people what, do you agree or disagree with it, and the only people who said they disagreed with it used the Bible, saying that it was saying the Bible said it was wrong. And then I came to you as a credible source, uh -huh. <laughs> and I remember you really saying how I'm like Jesus never really said anything about it, and yeah. all. The reasoning, like it being in the Bible, was in the Old Testament, and like historically, the Old Testament was kind of like a rule book, and people they needed to do reproducing so that civilizations didn't die, and so people yeah. could go fight. Can I talk? Yeah. Can I talk through this? So my my conversation with you 
and because the whole world is going to hear this, I want them yeah. to hear my explanation. You're you're nailing the points very well. But if you look at the construction of the Old Testament, it there the 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 rules the 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 rules of the commandments is survival. Don't don't be envious of what other people have. Don't put anything over your priorities. Don't don't kill each other. Uh, there, everything about it is is a rule book of survival. So if you also look at it too, who were the scribes of the Old Testament? Who were the scribes? The scribes in the Old Testament. A scribe, by the way, if you don't know what a scribe it's is, the the it's the people that write the accounts. And the scribes were the people in power that could tell the story. So, if you want to keep control and keep power and keep culture, you write a story that is a story of survival. You make rules that is about procreation because if you don't have more babies, civilization dies out. Also, them being a migrant culture and people die a lot, you need to reproduce. Also, because you're a travel culture and move around a lot, sometimes you get in skirmishes with other people over land. So what do you need to have when you go to battle? You yeah, need I to have soldiers. soldiers. So how do you have soldiers? You, you have more babies. So when you start hearing about people wasting, spilling their seed on the earth is, is the phrasing, or you hear issues about homosexuality, it comes from, we need more soldiers. All right, so then there's another cultural dif differentiation that has to be weighed out. And it's, and it's a cultural differentiation that weighs out that in that time period, many times sex was about power. And homosexual acts man, man having sex with a man is was in many accounts especially in roman culture one guy imposing power over another guy it was not about love it was about i have power over you and this is what is happening so that was the whole situation in that that was the whole ordeal so when you're building that up that becomes what excuse what it is and when we fight now over what is love it's the argument back is based out of what is power and that's where it starts to hurt and that even goes into the black lives matter movement because when we look at our history in slavery slavery we we you and i the, the DWO itself has certain guaranteed advantages because we are a part of the oppressive culture. And we have always, throughout our entire lineage, have had the opportunity for education. We, throughout our entire lineage, lineage has, have had the opportunity to have the better paying jobs. And it's the thing that we have to fight through and fight over. And that's what we're fighting about. It's not about not being racist. It's about fighting against systemic racism. And even though that we, we are not racist, we still 
benefit from racism? And how do we fight and deal with that? Now listen, because I'm going to get some emails about white guilt. I am not talking about white guilt right now. I'm talking about me being honest with where I'm at and how do I help other people because of where I'm at. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So we are at our 20-minute mark, which is the normal length of one of these podcasts, and we have a lot of voices that we recorded, and there's a lot of sounds from the event that I want to put in here. So, Big Rick, is there something else that you want to add in? This this podcast can take an hour. I don't care. Is there something else that you want to put in? No, I think you, yeah, you just kind of said it. It's just like being able to acknowledge where acknowledge the bad things that you benefit from and acknowledge that it comes from a bad thing and acknowledge it and acknowledge that it needs to change and be able to use where you're at to be able to help it change yes use how 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 would you describe it i i call it taking uh, the pulling Instead of stepping and pushing people down, I'm talking about pulling people up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you're already at a certain point. Throw down a rope to help. Yes. And, I, and realizing, that yes, I have a benefit. And I'm called by Christ. I just said the word fuck in this podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about where I'm called from Christ. That's how screwed up our house is. <laughs> but I am called by Christ to pull people up. And that's what it is. Being able to see your how you your privilege and using that privilege to help open up doors to help others. I how would oh my gosh I feel bad because I can't talk. Well, I just want using your privilege to open up doors for others to help get yeah. them the help that Balance. they need and what they deserve to yeah. have. Yeah. And I'm not doing it because I feel bad. No, you're doing it because it's the right thing I'm to do. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. Because I seriously will block anybody from my Facebook page that starts talking to me about white guilt. Because this is not an issue of white guilt. This is an issue of me realizing the benefits that I have. And if I am a moral, just person, I am called to use my benefits to help other people. Yeah. All right, so the way this is going to close out, we're not even going to say goodbye. Starting at this point, you are about to hear sounds from the Pride Black Lives Matters March. <laughs> Pride presents. <laughs> Pride, Pride presents the Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter March. So thank you for listening today. Here's the sounds. <laughs> Because black lives, just like every other life, truly matters. It's sad that we have to be out here to say it, but we are. Thank you. I'm here at a pro- one of the protests in San Diego for Black Lives Matter. I am a white woman, so I will never, ever understand, but 
I am definitely going to stand because I do not believe that any human is less than another human just because of the color of their damn skin. So I will stand and I will put my life at risk because 400 years of being racially discriminated against is long enough. It's time for these people to be treated like people. And this is a revolution. It's happening, whether you're ready for it or not. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Here? Yeah, your passion. Why? Why? Why are you here today? Um, you know, this is like a really like big movement, and 20 and 30 years from now, when my kids are learning about it in their history classes, I want to be able to tell them I did something, I helped. Right on. In a good way. Right on. Do you want to share as well? Um, I don't know. I just think it's important to make people equal. I guess. Absolutely. I mean, that should be a given, but I guess it's not. It should be. Hey, thank you guys for being here and present. Thank you.